but so, uh, yeah, yeah, I got some, uh, I got some new supplies, uh, from, a from, uh, my, f- my friend, uh, went to a dispensary in Michigan. I got some new supplies, which is nice. nice. Yes. Um, got a whole bag of goodies. Ooh. Um, well, it's going to oh, make the, uh, make our get together a lot more fun. Yes. <laughs> well, they had, this is not loom I went to. This is a different herbology. They have these one gram carts, cartridges, you know. Oh. Normally they're like $25 for a gram. That's all that you can get about 200 hits off of it. So it wow. lasts you a long time. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, they had these 12 for $100. I'm like, well, since you're going, might as well get me 24. <laughs> so <laughs> I've got, um, I've got enough for two, three years. I mean, I could smoke every goddamn day for two years and still not plow through all this. Like constantly smoke all day long and not work my way through this. But I couldn't beat the price. I'm like, I got to. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, that's been really nice. I've been enjoying that thoroughly. Got some new gummies. Um I had nice uh got to go to my first concert in three years last year. Yeah, yeah. You went to um you went wow. to uh Harvard Saint. Yeah. Yeah, it was sold right out, man. It was sold out. I did wear a mask. I had my ear earplugs in. I'm like, I I wear a good mask too. Like I okay. ain't just gonna. I was yeah. like, you know, one out of like four other people maybe in the whole place, and I said I didn't care. As I'm really leaving down from the up, upper balcony area, general mission. There's this guy yells out. He goes, "Take the damn mask off!" And I go, "You do you, brother. You do you." Right. Don't worry about me. Exactly. And uh, not with everything that's been going around, you know. Uh, and uh, it's a bad time of the year. I mean, you know, people in Asia wear masks, you know, during the flu season or if they're sick, they get because they have respect for other people. You know, uh, it was it was demonized and politicized here in the States, which is ridiculous. So um, you were talking about Michigan and uh, I uh, we went up there a couple of weeks ago, like the day before Halloween, because uh, in Monroe, Michigan, there's a drive in called the Memory Lane Drive in. And they were showing Night of the Living Dead for free. Oh wow! And uh, oh my God! So yeah, I had to had to go up there and see like one of my favorite scary movies for free at the drive-in. Absolutely, the night before Halloween. But yeah, I, we get off the exit and it's like weed store, weed store, weed store, weed store. You know, and I'm just like, yeah, is it <laughs> paradise? Like, like have we died and entered heaven? I mean, like, what's see, that's what Ohio could look like if we got to become a wreck state. You know, get yeah. off your asses, lawmakers, and make a good law. It, other states are doing it. There's no reason why we can't. But I'm just what glad. That's, yeah. Yeah, there's no one hurt. I mean, all the money it could come in. And, you know, I mean, it's it's going to happen eventually. We're already a medical state. Now we just need to oh, go yeah. full wreck like Michigan. Um, yeah. I'm just grateful that it's so close. The border's just a couple hours away. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know? So one little drive up there. You know, if some of our michigan sponsors uh you know interested in you know dispensaries would like to be a sponsor of our heavy metal horror podcast i'm thinking loom and herbology we're more than welcome to bring you on (laughs) our dear friends we love to bake (laughs) is that the uh is that the best one to go to up there well loom has a really great products um um and the, the, everything that they have, like all their vape cartridges, uh, 
are completely organic, 100% natural, no additives, no chemicals. Um, it's just distilled essence of, you know, of the cannabis and then the terpenes are added. So it's an organ, it's an all natural product. So that's what I like about it. Um, it's not oh, that yeah. all that shit and garbage you're going to get at a, at the cheap junk store. Um, herbology, I, I, I found these MKX cartridges, which are the, you know, very similar to loom as far as quality, um, product goes, uh, and but they're just the prices were insane just just crazy cheap so that's why i'm like my friend was going anyway i'm like hmm well i have enough to do me for a while uh yeah let's get some more more. exactly it's like dice if you're a role playing (laughs) you know if you're if you're a gamer it's like you just can't have enough dice no 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 no. i thought you know since i'm not the one driving i just gave him a little extra money and just said you know you're getting me 24 cards just take any two you want so he got me essentially like 20 varieties with a couple extras, you know, doubles on some. So it's it's like I'm in fucking candy land, you know. Just like, <laughs> so I did the research and like found out like what what uh, the strains do. Some are sativas, some are indicas, some are hybrids. Uh, the one I enjoyed a couple nights ago uh, was it's a hybrid called Apple Fritter. And Oh. That, that was good, man. No, you know, I wasn't. It, no, it wasn't. It didn't. It yeah. didn't induce hunger. It was just kind of like this, like nice, like a mellow euphoria, and then it just kind of an overall. My face felt numb, and then my whole body was just buzzing. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is good. I'm, I'm. Yeah, when are we getting together? <laughs> hey, <Yeah>. No, <laughs> hey man, just get yourself a uh, pen. Get yourself a battery. Chop top. And uh, which you can get at any any uh, dispensary, um, and yeah, we we will do some baking. I know Montag or uh, Dreadbull wants to get together, so I see no reason why we can't get together for a day of waking and baking. You know, <laughs> so, uh, Keith, if you're wanting to join us, you're welcome, welcome, man. Yeah, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. You're in the fam. I got edibles and vapes. Um, oh my god! Yeah, all all different effects. And so, what what Loom? If you go to their site, Loom, you can search by effect. So they have it broken down by effect and by like the different types, whether it's a vape, whether it's a edible, whether it's a to- you know topicals. So yeah. they have it broken down like uh, from the indica towards well sativa forward. They got one called Move, which is a heavy sativa. So if you want a creative and focus and energy, then they have one called Focus, which I really like because it kind of it kind of allows you to, you know, like Adderall, you know, you focus in on get your job done, but you, you don't have the time slips. You don't have the paranoia that can come with Sativa. Uh, just a nice, nice right in the in the pocket. Then they have hybrids like Center, which is one-to-one THC CBD, which is beautiful. I love that one. Mm-hmm. And Recover is like a good first thing in the morning. It's also a nice hybrid where it's just kind of a like a reset button. Like you're just all right with the world. You don't, you don't feel swimmy. You're just calm and relaxed and focused i love those and then you get more of the indicas there's one called unwind which is more indica heavy where if you like at the end of the day you want to just chill out that's good and there's one called dream um which if you're i have insomnia so dream sometimes helps me to sleep because it's definitely oh. a couch heavy couch lock indica yeah um, I, I need some of that i haven't yeah a bit, so. exactly so and then with my arthritis pain and you know all those things it's like there's just a lot of issues for it so but i'd never heard of herbology until my friend told me about it and he said he was going and i saw these prices i'm like holy crap you know these cartridges are normally like 25 bucks for a gram you know and these were eight for 100 bucks i'm like holy crap that's like a two-thirds off like i i have oh, yeah. to i had no idea what their lines were i said just get me 24 whatever they have this brand mkx well they got 20 some different 
variants of of these, whether it's a sativa or well, all these different strains, because it's a boutique market now. Marijuana is, and uh, so many strains out there. So I'm like, well, let's uh, get me get get Daddy one of everything. You know? <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, when I went up tonight, uh, I got the uh, I got a disposable pen, and oh, oh nice, fucking beautiful. Yeah. Oh man. The highest fucking watching Night of the Living Dead on the drive-in. Uh, yeah, no. It's, and then the next it. night for our anniversary, we went to Crocker Park and watched uh, Dawn of the Dead in 3D. Oh, which, 78? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I went that again. I went with uh, yeah. Rob. I went there. Oh, oh it was badass. It was beautiful. Oh, yeah. Zombie gore. Fly wow, right if I'd known that, I would, I would love to go on to see that. Uh, piece of glass 3D. flying out at you it, it, oh it, the glass it was, yeah yeah it was yeah. really well done and then that famous head explosions i just lost oh yeah, love that. yeah. nice oh, well that yeah, yeah jaws like that too yeah i heard jaws and they had poltergeist and there was Ooh. another one that was they brought back in 3d and i would have been great in 3d i love the scene oh my gosh yeah i heard jaws was magnificent oh, yeah nice. i didn't see that one but oh, oh cool all right. Well, it's good to know we uh, brothers of the bake. We will we will definitely have plans because I I think definitely uh, like we did before before we did our knife. We had that at the at the hotel. Uh, we, you know, we had our just watching movies all day. You yeah. know, something like that. That would be awesome. Because um, uh, oh, yeah. Chop Chop's an old he's he's an old horror movie fan. I mean, we're we both watched grew up like all of us. We're all monster oh, kids, yeah. and oh, um, yeah. so no, that would that'd be great. That would be awesome. That would be a lot of fun. Just uh, Great, yeah. so cool. All right. Well, hey man, let's uh, let's get rolling. We're gonna do our intro, and then we will get rolling. I and um, we'll we'll get onto this. Okay. Cool. All right. This is Jarvis Leatherby from the heavy metal band Night Demon. You're listening to Heavy Metal Horror. I am Montag, master of illusion. What goes up must come down, but not always. Hey, this is Chop Top. Keep it heavy and horrific. And you are watching and listening to Heavy Metal Horror. Oh, kitties. Tonight, got a great show. Got Keith Munton. From Legacy Verse Productions LLC, Keith, welcome to Heavy Metal Horror, man. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Now, Keith, you and I met—I uh, don't know how many years ago we met because uh, we we were meeting and doing conventions. Is that how we met at a convention, or we meet? We must have met. How how was it that we meet through Actually, a mutual we friend, met right? Through uh, Tim Hale. Oh, right. Tim okay. Hale. Yeah, yeah, he uh, yeah. let us know that uh, he was doing a little bit of stuff with us, and he let us know that uh, he was uh, starring in this movie called uh, Monster of Party Beach. And That's right. um, That and, was his uh, first role, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, they were having uh, the uh, showing. Uh, what town was that? It was in a little gaming store. Oh right, right. Yeah, that was my my friend uh, Stroby. Uh, that was his gaming store out in the middle of the country, out in the middle of the boonies. Wellington, Wakeman could be. Yeah, maybe, 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 
yeah, maybe Wellington, Wakeman, yeah. somewhere out there. Yeah, I forget where. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of the people were there, and it was like kind of like a like a, a release party kind of thing. So there were posters and stuff. People were signing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And in spite of that, you stayed friends with me, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was Tim's first role. And now look at him. He's just he's just a whore going around acting everywhere. You oh, know, bad, so yeah. good for him. Good for him. Um, oh, yeah. so, but Keith has a, a movie production company also. Like I have Cyclops movies. Keith has, has Legacy Burst Productions. Um, and you have been making horror movies for a long time. Uh, how, how far back does Legacy Burst go? Uh, 2002. Nice. But even before that, I was uh, involved with a uh, company that was in Sudusky called Blade Independent Studios. And uh, they had been making movies uh, through the late 80s and 90s. And uh, I was in a few of uh, their movies as an extra. You know, I helped out, you know, holding the boom mic and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I always wanted to do it on my own, you know. I always wanted to make movies and, and eventually I knew I was going to have to do it on my own because, you know, nobody was going to make your dreams happen, but you, so you had to pick up the camera and just do it. And yeah. That's it. Later. That's how you start. You know, like I know uh, I needed something to feed my soul. Like when I started Cyclops, I really wanted something to do. Cause I was just, I was in such a black hole, you know, like, God, I need something. And I grew up watching the little rascals. I remember like those little poor street urchins were able to put on these lavish productions. So I'm thinking those little punk ass kids can make a make a theater production. I should be able to make a movie. So <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, I I had been in a movie before, um, but never, you know, and I so I just started writing and brought a camera and like, and did the research and uh started asking everyone I know if they wanted to be in this movie without even knowing really what it was gonna be. I had the concept, you know. So I get it, man. I get it. Um, all right, Keith. So what is the first movie you fell in love with? First movie I fell in love with? Uh, I mean, probably going back to like Night of the Living Dead. Uh, I remember getting this. Uh, v- well, actually, I was uh, babysat at a uncle and aunt's house. And they used to have these uh, remember those cheap little like uh, copies of the uh, public domain movies you used to be able to get at like Kmart or wherever. Yeah. They had uh, Night of the Living Dead and uh, The Vampire Bat or whatever. Uh, and I remember reading about Night of the Living Dead, you know, because I was always big into horror because, uh, okay, uh, do you remember at the library they used to have these orange books, these little orange books, and they would be about the Universal Monster movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they would they, basically they... be picture books. And right. They had one about Godzilla, too. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. King Kong. The sure. All the, all, the, all the big monsters. Yep. And they're, yep. They're, yes. Yes. And they'd basically tell the plot of the movie. And then you would have the pictures, you know. So, you know, I was intrigued. And, and then uh, I discovered the show uh, called Superhost. Do you, oh, do you remember Superhost? Oh, God. Yeah. And, yeah. And, I have an oh, autograph. Yeah. I have an autograph picture from Soup, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Soup, um, Soup was a hero, man. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, you know. I got to kind of pre-watch a lot of these movies, you know, Wolfman, Frankenstein and all that. But I had read about Night of the Living Dead and finally, you know, it was here and I got to watch it. Oh my God. I mean, you know, just breaking out and, you know, 
a cold sweat on a on a hot summer day, you know, watching this movie. Like I was I was traumatized, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah, nice. Right, and the six with you. You know, I mean, I think oh, yeah. once you once you get the bug, you just don't ever give it up. You yep. know, that's why October is my favorite month because everyone starts showing horror movies. You know, and it's like oh, a horror for different horror movie every night. You know, kind of thing. It's like watching the giant claw. You always get shivers and traumatized whenever you watch that. Patterns. Patterns. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, Speaking of the giant claw, you're right, right. Um, Yeah, so is is Night of the Living Dead, uh, well, is is that your favorite movie now? Uh, And if not, what is? Uh, You know, that's always in flux. I mean, I love the original Dawn of the Dead. I would say that's probably a little bit just slightly overnight. Uh, Ed Wood, I love, I love Ed Wood. Um, almost Famous, uh, the especially the untitled cut. I, I love that movie. Uh, I don't know. There, Pulp Fiction, Fear and Loathing. I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh. Uh, one I really love that a lot of people haven't heard of: Phantom of the Paradise. Oh yeah, seventy like seventy two, seventy four. Oh, yeah. love that yeah. movie. Yeah, love it, love it, love it. I have to see it again. I I remember trying to watch it. I'm like, oh, I just didn't like it. But I it has a it has a really has a really devoted fan base. So it's like, okay, I got to watch this. I got to sit down and just watch this and just give it a shot and watch it from beginning to end. So, um, all right. So, what is your least favorite movie? Ooh, uh, least favorite movie. Don't tell me Showgirls because I know that's not it. Oh God! I mean, not Chop counting... loves Showgirls. How many times did you jerk off to that, Chop? Oh, what are we up to now? About 138, something like that. Hey, I, I lost count Elizabeth... after I lost count on my fingers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the electrolysis uh, Elizabeth... finally took. So, <laughs> how many socks have you ruined? Have you violated, Chop? <laughs> I I've got about a hundred dollars worth of new socks after about watching that film for three months. So it rubs but... a lotion on skin. <laughs> sock again. Yeah, that's right. Um, Hey, Elizabeth Berkeley having dolphin sex. I mean, you know, you can't, you know. That's right. If I could only got that with like, with, uh, was it um, the Britney Spears movie, uh, Crossroads. Oh. If I could have sem- seen those two go at it, that'd be great. Throw in, bring in Christina that Aguilera. Right there. Mm-hmm. I wonder lost. whether that was an acting choice or whether, you know, Paul Verhoeven was just like, you know, when you come, you know, act like a dolphin or whatever. I mean, you know, what... I wonder yeah. what Kyle McLaughlin was thinking, you know, while they're He's like, how it. much money am I getting for this pile of shit? <laughs> Where's David Lynch? Yeah, I, exactly. The yeah. sleeper has awakened in my pants. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I think it, n- those aren't as bad as Glitter. Glitter might be the worst oh. movie ever made. You know, I, yeah, I watched that twice. Um, twice? Why? Well, I wrote, I, was wrote, I wrote an article about it uh, oh, for, okay. the, for the newspaper. Okay. So... You know, I was always oh, mad at her boyfriend for dying, like with with twenty minutes to go in the movie, because that that fucker got out twenty minutes before I did. I had to sit through twenty more <laughs> minutes of it, and he was dead. He, had, <laughs> he he was saved from all the horror. Uh, uh, okay, what, okay. What do you consider bad? You consider bad like every fucking a, romance film. That's what got I a, got a hate out all of right. me, or do you want to say what movies have I walked out of the theater after paying for? Oh, well, that's interesting. I mean, have you walked out after paying? I have. I have. What what movie was that? Teen Wolf 2. Oh, Oh, wow. um, You paid money for that? Yes. 
I like the first Did you one. lose a bet? <laughs> no, I was a kid. So I was you like, watched oh, twice, yeah. so shut the fuck up. I, I, did the same, I did the same thing with NeverEnding Story. I didn't pay for it. I just snuck in there because I was waiting for another movie. I'm like, this is back in the day where I'd pay for a movie, go watch it, and I'd wait the half an hour between the next movie showed oh, yeah. in a different theater. Because there was like oh, yeah. 10 movie theaters. No one knew what was going on. You so I time it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I just walked in. I was watching the never-ending story. I'm like, God, this is a pile of shit. What a, <laughs> what the hell is this? You know, I don't care. I don't want this dragon to eat this boy. I'm like, oh, it was just shades of like HR Puff and stuff. I'm like, oh, the damn flute, Tommy, Tommy. You know, I'm like, no, no, man. So I just hey, walked out. Watch like, HR Puff and stuff. Yes, especially now. Especially now, and get really high. I would oh totally, yeah, because yeah. oh, I'm yeah. sure they were all floating when they wrote that. Keep that in mind. Keep that or Lidsville, mind, Charles together. Nelson Riley flying around in a big hat. Like, <laughs> tell me he wasn't <laughs> relaxed. <laughs> <sighs> um, well, who's your uh, favorite director? George Romero. Oh, nice. Uh, what's your favorite Romero movie? Is it Dawn of the Dead? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good night being very, very, very close. close. Yeah. yeah. Um. I I like a lot of his stuff. I I haven't really followed some of the newer Do- Dead movies because he continues the story. I I started watching one with uh oh what's his face from um from TCM two from uh, Easy Rider uh oh uh, Dennis, uh, Dennis Hopper. Hopper. Yeah. I, I I I stopped about that time. Landed and, the dead. Yeah. yeah. I kind of kind of stopped at that time because I I thought. I did, I was so disappointed with Day of the Dead. Um, I tr- I tried three times to watch this movie. I'm like, oh, it's just it's just a slog fest for me. I can't. I just I want to like it. I'm like, no, it's just too boring for me. Whereas Dawn, I believe Dawn, it may be my favorite horror movie of all time. But to me, it's like that's the holy of holies. Oh, you it's know, an it epic. Is, it is is absolutely perfect. And then, then you get yeah. the director's cut. It's like 20 minutes, you know, longer. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's oh, that's, and the European cut too. The, oh, the that's Dario a European Oh, it's okay. actually a little bit shorter, but okay. they have stuff in there that isn't in either one of the cops. Huh. So, Would that be the one. Zombie Two or whatever was it called over in that? Uh, zombie actually, Three. Zombie Two is Zombie Lucio Fulci's. Right. Okay. Because right. in Europe, Dawn of the Dead is called Zombie. Right. So, that's right. Zombie okay. Two is Zombie. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. See, it's that's bad that I know that. <laughs> no, it's good, man. It's good. Uh, so, what is it about the horror genre that you like? No, it, you know, it's always intrigued me. Even when it scared the shit out of me as a kid, it like always intrigued me. Like I used to go into video store and like even you know, I, even though I was a small kid, like six, seven years old, like I would always park in front of that horror section. And just even the boxes, yeah, looked intriguing. You know, Friday the Thirteenth f- and Halloween, and you know, did you I eventually know. find your way back to the back room? The <laughs> no, not the, till later. The sticky tank, the sticky room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not till later. Yeah, yeah. We uh, and I even then, gonna... you do that awkward little like, oh, I'm looking for. Hope stuff. they I'm don't see me. Just <laughs> whoop right through the swinging yeah. door. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I I worked on a, at a video store for a while, and sometimes people would bring back the those tapes, or they would drop them off, and they would be greasy. Oh. And I would write on their account, clean the fucking tape. Fucker. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just like. And I would I would make it a public announcement. Like if they were in line next time, I would say, "Hey, when you brought back the fat black ass, you didn't wipe <laughs> off the tape. It was greasy. 
can oh, you, you just clean the tape? And they were just really embarrassed. I'm like, I don't want to be touching your jizz or whatever the hell is all over oh, it. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. have to buy a hazmat suit to work in a stupid oh. job. Do your diligence and clean off the tape. Yeah. Oh, people, so, I used to work at a video store too, and, and people would line up for their porn, boy. They were yeah. like, I'd be there at 10 in the morning, and there would be like this little line <laughs> of people. It's like, Wow, what that's do you a, think yeah. you're missing out on, dude? I mean, you know, I gotta get oh, my God, daily nut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Tuesday, new release day. Yeah, uh, my new oh, girlfriend's yeah. here. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get the yeah. plus one out today. <laughs> that's oh, right. You, you would learn. You would learn some horrible things about the people in your. Town. Yes, I had a regular who came in and asking for Indian porn. Do you have any Indian oh. porn? Oh. And he, I wrote about Very him in fetish. a short story. Yeah, he he smelled like he was had vomited up someone else's shit. Oh, it was just horrible. Like 12, 12 shit burgers, huh? Yeah. yeah, it was just bad, man. I'm like, no, we we don't have any Indian porn. I'm like, thank you. But every week he would come in, every week. Uh, so I tried well, to find some porn. Like, yeah, I could get it anywhere. And he just, yeah. <laughs> but um, all right. So speaking of, my next question it was interesting. You said, would you just park there in front of the, even if the boxes scared you? My next question was, what's the scariest movie you remember as a kid? Oh, God. Well, it wasn't even really about movie. It was about moments. Um, the very end of Prince of Darkness. Uh, the closet that Carrie was shoved in, in the original Carrie that had that fucked up Jesus. Oh, that really always bothered me. You're waiting for his eyes to move and look down at you. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the old man with his eyeballs picked out in the birds. Like yeah, that really fucking nice. bothered me as a kid. Just, just I love these that little movie. traumatic yeah. moments that, you know, now as an adult, it's really not like horror. It's stuff like threads and, and, and Requiem for a dream. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff bothers me like okay. more than any horror movie that you, I could watch like yeah. any of them, you know? Yeah. And I've seen a lot. I've seen some horrible, horrible shit. Like I spent <laughs> on your grave. Yes. Ilsa uh, movies. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. She will. Yeah, boy, those are like hardcore yeah. Euro, Euro trash. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. Right. <laughs> We're going to cross the border. But that's what that's 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 the one thing where you, you get this weird exploitation, the crossing of like erotica and violence and torture. It's like, no, 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 no. Those yeah. worlds need to be separate. You know, that's um, true torture porn. Tor- yeah, yeah, torture porn. At the very just... least, softcore torture porn. Yeah, it's know? like, no, 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 no. Let's not, let's not uh, watch someone have sex with someone else's intestines, please. You know, because <laughs> uh, that's what I like to think about when I'm alone. <laughs> so <I> probably do. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what what movies or directors influenced your early movie making interests? I'm going to guess you're Romero, but are there other Romero's ones? Romero's that... one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Smith, uh, you know, watching Clerks. I mean, oh, my goodness. So you watch that, and you're just like, holy shit. He just had a freaking camera and, and just, you know. I mean, granted, mm-hmm. it was scripted and everything, but it's just people standing around fucking bullshitting about it. Yeah, that, that movie cost, well, <laughs> yeah. what, 25 grand to make, and it made him a, a, a star. Millionaire. Oh, absolutely. It's such absolutely. a great movie. Oh, yeah. 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 37. But um, <clears throat> yeah, that was that was definitely one of them. Uh, I remember reading a, a lot of books. Uh, John Russo's uh books on filmmaking. Uh, he did one called uh 
how to make a movie for uh, $10,000. And, oh. and this was still in the days of film and everything. Sure. I mean, now right. you can make it for a lot less, but right. we took it step by step making uh, Midnight 2. Okay. Uh, and uh, it was like, you know, just just all the things you really don't think about, you know, yeah, like yeah. like uh, bathrooms and, and feeding the actors and crew and this and that and all the crew. What's that? Thought. What's that? Like? <laughs> yeah, no. I know. Usually that's me. You know? <laughs> exactly. All right. What does that mean? Down yeah. man, me. And, right. But, um, <laughs> A couple of people I, on I camera the, blowing uh, blood through tubes. <laughs> you know, that, that's yeah, just, yeah. Who's got the blood bazooka? <laughs> You know. I got the bike, the camera bike, got the light here, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lighting? What? Yeah. How fancy you are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, can't ignore. Uh, I, um, another one was uh, Lloyd Kaufman's um, book on filmmaking. Oh. Uh, Make we Your Own Damn Lloyd. Movie. Yeah, nice. Like, uh, that was kind of one of those where, you know, it's like, okay, get off your ass. You can do this. Make a movie. Yeah. You know? We and, interviewed and... Uh, Uncle Lloyd uh, a few months back. Mm-hmm. He was on our show, which was great. It was a really that wonderful kind of meeting. Short, but yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. He was entertaining as always. Oh God, oh, yeah. yes, that was wonderful. <laughs> um, no, that's great. That's great. Uh, speaking of like low budgets, we we could talk about the particulars. But what is what is the most expensive movie that you've made of your personal movies? Which one has cost the most? Probably Oriana Rise. Which is oh. one of the newer ones? Yeah, that that's out. a newer one. And and yeah, what was? Yeah, can yeah. You, with can are you able to say how much that cost? Would that be too personal? Eh, probably about five hundred bucks. Okay. And what's yeah, so the, not a not a ridiculous amount? No, but, no. You know. Um. And what about the the cheapest movie you've made? What was how much God, did it cost? I mean, uh, probably like any other comedies, like you know, on no journeys or anything that could it cost nothing. Just, there you go. Show it up. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Showing that's up great. and acting goofy, and, and there you go, you know? Yeah. That, really, that's most of them, honestly, unless we've needed, like, some sort of, you know, like, with the Reaper, sure. or, you know, some sort of special effect or something like that. I mean, it's... No, it's funny you had mentioned about the, you know, the movies. I don't... Um, like, Monster Party Beach cost me about $160 to make. Um, Quest, or Sorority Sisters was about 180 and now half of that, like, 100 of that, uh, was the costume and nice. then the rest went toward like some bobby socks and uh suckers and um fake blood and then quest for Uranus was the cheapest one by far it was 135 dollars and that was including a green screen <laughs> you know nice. so i bought nice. some fabric very little fabric for the urinusions uh-huh. um and uh yeah i acted in that one up. yeah yeah chop was uh in quest for Uranus. yeah was yeah. he was he yeah, nice. Nice. I think yeah. uh, Oscar-worthy performance. That's right. Yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think he's playing. Uh, what What was the character? Uh, was based on it was based on um, Gordon Lewis. I think it was Gordon, Gordon Lewis. Okay. Yeah, for H.G. Lewis. I think that was. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> we had a blast making that man. We just shot all those that lines in one day, and yeah, that I, I'm I'm still happy with how that movie turned out. I mean, all my movies need to be edited down. I need to. Get stop being so enraptured with my own brilliance that I um <laughs> I, <laughs> I need to cut I need to cut but I'm getting better because the original the first draft of that script was like 137 pages I'm like there's no that's a three hour movie I'm not gonna shoot that yeah. um because I, I wanted to write like a 75 minute movie that was my goal 
but sure. you know, ended up being closer to a hundred minutes and then another uh, 40 minutes of, of outtakes, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> Everyone, no one could say you're a Nugent. Like what? You're a Nugent. What the hell? I'm like, nope. So, okay. Now that we're back, um, Keith, what is the one movie you wish you had directed or produced? Oh man. One movie I wish I would have directed or produced. Yeah. Ah, uh, God. Ah, I guess we're going back to night again. I guess. I mean, I know that's yeah. like a boring answer, but I mean, no, I mean, it's, that's the seminal one. It's just this time, make sure you put the copyright on it so no one steals it. <laughs> well, you know? no, I, uh, this, um, last summer we uh, did the uh, Living Dead Festival at, in Monroeville mm-hmm. Mall, which was freaking fabulous you know getting to walk around in the guts of the dawn of the dead ball i mean come on you know but um we went you know 20 miles north of pittsburgh is a town called evan city and in evan city is the original cemetery from night and so me and darcy went out there and what struck me is it really hasn't changed you know, even the background, it still looks like you're out in the middle of fucking nowhere. And I'm like, oh, my God, we could, like, literally reshoot this scene, you know, shot for shot right here. And it would look almost the same. Nice. And, and yeah. So, but unfortunately, you know, I would love to do a remake of Night of the Living Dead, but everybody's done it. Right. Everybody's done it. And it's yeah. like, what do you really, you know? Why? Why would you why would you do it? There's already, there's no reason to, right? Tell, I mean, tell other than having your actors playing certain roles, like I would love sure. to see Rico playing Harry Cooper. Yeah. Like it just as a you know, because he's Colombian, it would just change that so much. And it's like, how would you that's the only thing I could see that would maybe be different is, is yeah. have different type of people playing the roles. But see how that comes mm-hmm. off. It totally changes the the context of the movie. Yeah. I really like the the uh, Savini directed. Uh, oh, I was one. just the watching that one the other I night. I thought that was I thought that was really well done. I thought. Oh was, yeah, yeah. I I, I as, as far as remakes go, it was faithful. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. To it, I mean, they spend an awful lot of time nailing up the windows, but they do talk about how the how slow the zombies are, and you could walk right past them, you know, uh, those obvious things, which is what makes I love those zombies uh, the best. But no, I get that. Um, I I do like that that remake. I thought it was done really well. Mm-hmm. Um, as you had mentioned, Rico, it's like we both have a stable of actors who continue to work for us, which I think is wonderful. I mean, by the time I did Quest for Uranus, half the cast was new. Like they they asked me, like, can you can I be in this movie? Like yeah, because they had seen my other movies, they knew I was doing another movie, and they wanted to be part of it, which was great. And I finally got to bring in Chop. You know, I've been wanting him to be in a movie for for years because we've been friends for God thirty thirty five years. I do. Um, yeah. You know, and and uh, so that was it was kind of nice, but it's also really great when you have people who come back and who do every movie. Like I've got four or five actors who are in every, you know, all three of my movies and then want to continue doing stuff with me. So you got, you know, Rico and you have a stable of other actors who come back and who act all, you know, in all your movies. So how does, how did that process for you, how does that, how did that develop? You know, like when you started working with Rico, is you know, that relationship develops, is is that why they come back? Or, or is, is there other reasons why you like working with certain people or who, who want to work with you? Well, it's a little bit of both. Um, I worked with Rico, uh, Richard Bothiard, uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we all just call him Rico, but but his actual name is Richard Bothier. Um, 
he had been he was in Blade. Uh, in fact, um, if you go on Facebook, uh, there's a Blade Independent Studios page that I made, and uh, they made a movie called A Darker Light in 1996. So you could see, you know, uh, Rico and all them, you know, doing the movie thing back in the mid 90s. And so he he actually has been acting since ninety. Uh, his first appearance was in a um, a Hellraiser fan film called Cinnabium, and he gets killed by the the puzzle box basically. Uh, as far as some of the other actors, uh, I think I've just been really lucky. I mean, a lot of them came through Rico, and like uh, I've been getting a lot of uh, hot actors, like haunted house actors. So, I mean, they have the passion for it already. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much to, uh, you know, just, eh, you know, just push that towards the movie thing. Yeah. Like with Oriana, I mean, um, you know, David, you know, he was a haunt actor and, and he just really got into the horror things. And I need a big, huge guy, you know, because I wanted this big, huge normally gentle giant get you know possessed and transformed into this you know mass killer you know Mm -hmm. um and 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 like i said it's just been a a thing of just collecting people over the years and we've become kind of this uh loose-knit weird family i guess Mm -hmm. that you know get together and do these little movies yeah it's fun there's something about that camaraderie that we started with Monster Party Beach, and it, it was really felt on Sorority Sisters because we were all together all the time, like a whole bunch of us. And so most of the scenes involved a group of people, which that makes it so much more fun, especially because these are comedies, you know, with, with horror yeah. horror elements. So it's a comedy at its heart. So there's a lot of laughing, a lot of, you know, people are saying the lines and trying to let not to laugh, you know, and everyone's just enjoying the moment, kind of feeding off of one another, you know. And by the time Absolutely. Quest for Uranus came around, it was very few scenes that were groups because it was usually one person at a time, which made it interesting as a director and challenging as the, for the actors because half of them had never done anything before. But trying to act to empty air, you know, it's a whole different thing than talking to people and then editing it to make it look like you're all, all together. But um, you know, it was the one thing by the time end of Sorority Sisters, we were just really like, there was a sadness, like, oh man, this was a blast. But, uh, you know, I do love that. I miss that. I, I'm looking forward to making another movie down the road because I really miss that camaraderie that, that oh, happens absolutely. on a set, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It goes well. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, totally, totally. So I, uh, I hope Chop will be in my next movie. Oh, well, he is. I, I already got him as a character. He's the, he's the sausage. I'm so. the sausage. He's a porn yeah. star. So, yeah. <laughs> Rightfully named. But yeah. no, awesome. anyway. The sausage yeah. link. That's what we're, we're talking about. They're the missing link. It's in my pants. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, Keith. Which A list actor would you really love to score for your next movie? Oh, God. You know, I'm not really like an actor guy. I'm more of a director guy. Uh, actor, actor. I mean, obviously, you know, there's some people that, man, you would just love to have in a movie. Uh, you know, like I said, the Washington, like uh, Tom Hanks. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, somebody Selma like Hayek. that probably. Summer Hayek. Summer Hayek. If you're out yeah. there, Miss Hayek, we'd love to have you on Heavy Metal Horror, please. Yeah. <laughs> also, Kate Beckinsale, Miss Beckinsale, if you ever want to come on, <laughs> I'm shooting another movie. I mean, 
I won't pay you, but you do get a free copy of the DVD. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, some people I always wanted to use were kind of like smaller people. Like, uh, yeah, I would always have loved to have done something with Corey Feldman, you know, mm-hmm. or, or uh, um, you know, Amber Benson from Buffy, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I just all these kind of little interesting actors that I've seen. And just like, oh man, you know, this could this could be somebody really good in like this part, you know? Yeah. You've never played that type of part before. Like uh do you remember Misty Monday? Oh Monday? yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, I, I've I've seen her in a few movies, yes. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> but she was in one of the uh Masters of Horror, uh Sick Girl. And she was like she did such a good job, like being this totally different character and being this totally like it impressed me because it was a level yeah. of acting I hadn't seen from her. You right, because she usually just takes off her clothes and exactly that's it. Exactly, yeah, yeah. like the one actress I forget she was in Stargate. Was yeah, <laughs> yeah, she was in the one where I don't know she she all I remember was she, she takes off her clothes and she gets in a bathtub with this guy. I'm like, okay, this is <laughs> great. I need to watch the scene a couple times. <laughs> Hold on, we're oh, yeah, gonna put yeah. this on a repeat play. <laughs> Gotta keep one hand free. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm spent. Um, Real on this show, but no. just toss that sock. Um, okay, Keith, what do you like most about being an indie movie producer? The freedom. The freedom, yeah, the freedom to do what you want, freedom to film where you want. You know, I'll be mean, granted there's times we have to like, you know, kind of <laughs> yeah. like that. Uh, the scene in Ed Wood going back to it, you know, we don't have any permits, run, you know. And but I mean, there's I don't know, there's just something about the running and gutting, and you know, it's exciting. Like, I always feel like I got away with something, you know, <laughs> nice, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, nice, yeah. Like we, uh, we did this uh, movie a few years ago called uh, Divine Intervention, mm-hmm. and um, there was a scene where we needed the, ser- the serial killer who was kind of the the lead character in the movie. He comes face to face with the Reaper. You know, so it'd be kind of almost like, okay, here's a here's a normal serial killer, and then come face to face with like Jeffrey Dahmer or or you know. Like what would a, a up and coming serial killer? How would they look at this, like iconic, you know, killer? You know, but anyways, so we needed a shot, a quick shot in the parking garage downtown where the elevator opens and the Reapers standing and looking at this character. We were kind of like, you know, yeah, you should call the, you know, you should let the city know you're filming this and da 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 da. So we tried to go about it the right way. Darcy got a hold of um, whoever was in charge that we would have asked permission for. He was cool with it until we said it was going to be a horror movie. And and then it was, you know, it was all these hoops we had to jump through and this and that. So we just said, fuck it. And went and just did it anyways. There you, you know? go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, it was a quick, it was a quick shot. And it's like, you know what? Right. Keep look out we're going to get this and then we're going to get the hell out of here. And it took us like 15 minutes. We were gone. Yeah. Give it to the man. We got what we needed. (laughs) No, I get it. I get it. I, uh, 
I brought a, a, a weapon um, onto a public property that wasn't supposed to, you know, be there because um, I needed this, a, a gun on the scene because there's a police officer, you know, had a gun. It was unloaded. I didn't have any bullets yeah. near the weapon, but still the fact that it was there and then someone's like, maybe you should like tell security. I'm like, fuck that. I'm not going to be able to shoot it. You know, with this, I mean, there's no yeah. way when it's, I'm just going to, yeah. we're going to keep the gun away until we need it. We're going to use it for the scenes and put it back and just get on with our day. You know? Right. Yeah. You just kind of work around those things, you know, and play stupid. <laughs> exactly. Play stupid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know we were supposed to be out what? here, you know? No yeah. one, no one gave me the memo. Where's my my people? Didn't tell me. Um, <laughs> well, let's, you know, speaking of the Reaper, let's talk a little bit more about Legacyverse Productions. Um, this is you've you've done this for for a couple decades now, um, and I what I like about it, I, I like that it, there's a, a connected universe that you have created. Yeah. We've got a couple major stories. We got Luna Pier, and then we got the Reaper Saga. Are the two I think big, big sweeping sagas. I think that from, well they're connected. Was, but but yeah, yeah, but then they but they connect. But you had these like places, yeah. but then they're connecting. So and you shoot a lot around Sandusky, Ohio. Yeah. Um, you know, and and so let's talk a little bit about what you see as like Luna Pier as a concept. And for people who don't know, can you explain a little bit about what the Reaper saga is? So let's let's start with Luna Pier. What what, uh, what can you tell us about this part of your world? Well, I mean, it, it, you know, it's kind of meant to be this little town, this little touristy town that, you know, I mean, it, it has a dark side, basically. Like, like you know, basically, with you know, during the day, everything's fine. But at night, you know, that's when the vampires come out. That's when the demonic killers come out. That's when, you know, all this stuff happens, you know, at night. So... Uh, you basically, you know, and then you establish that there's, you know, these these kind of superpowered characters. I like to say the Ludafir saga is almost like a, you know, it's it's a comic book story working with horror elements, basically. You know, because there's vampires, there's witches, there's demonic killers, but, you know, it also goes into, like, interdimensional things and, you know, and, and you know, mutant powers and, and, you know, and stuff like that. Like the, the next saga, the next that, that um, I was working on, it, it involves a uh, kind of a mutant uh, with the ability to kind of, almost kind of like the powers combined of the Purple Man and Freddy, basically. And, and uh, in the Darkness Within, which I'm working on editing right now, he goes in mind of our lead vampire character, who's played by uh, Marissa Simone. Um, I'm glad to see Marissa. Yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah Marissa. Yeah, I definitely want to put her in a movie. Yeah. Oh definitely... yeah. Did you watch her in Oriana? No, I've not seen Oriana yet. She is Oriana. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she's y'all, dude. She fucking rocks it. Good. I'll, mean, I'll check so... it out. I want to check it out this evening. Oh season. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she. Her schedule is is really rough, so sometimes you know we're kind of pulling our hair out. But man, she when she gets there, she delivers gold. That's great. Always. No, I I like her performance. Always. I always liked her. Like, yeah, I want to work with her. I could just tell. Like, oh, okay, I want to work with you. That's one thing I like about funny. me, like you, like those. Uh, since we're all kind of doing different things, same thing with with uh, Robert Katabish. You know, um, his his, oh, his yeah. productions like. 
we have these separate, but we all do the similar things, but very different audiences, kind of, you know, different products. But I like that we we can we can overlap you know i want to do something i think we yeah we had that meeting about it you know the the money shot productions about doing something all of us together with all of our actors and all of our things like that that would be wonderful yeah yeah and yeah marissa i mean what can i say about i'd love to work with her yeah she's funny she can do dramatic she can do scary i mean hell the one part i mean her and Wendy uh, in Darkness Within, there's a scene in there and filming it like, you know, I'm starting to tear up a little bit, you know, like, like, I uh, mean, just, uh, you know, like they were doing such a great job. I was just like, wow, you know, it's, it's, it's so crazy to, to see your dialogue, you know, or, or like specific parts getting, you know, when, when you're actually seeing it play out, you're just like, oh, my goodness, you know. Yeah, because when you write it, you hear it a certain way. Sure. Yeah, and then sometimes sure. when they interpret it, it's like, oh, I never heard it that way. It's really great. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's and I, I like having a let them run with it, and I always try to ask them to do one take, like how I hear it in my brain. Like I sure. can say, can you say it like this? And just sure. get a take and then let them run with it, because I don't want to hinder them, but I just want to see, because sometimes the take that they do is better than what you imagine it would be. Like, oh, there you go. We'll take that, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. with very comedy. well and- I, like me, I did very well. Seven pages of script in like three hours. Of course, Montag sitting there go, this is, can you say it like this? And then I do, he goes, <laughs> in the background, I, he'd be smelling, he's like trying not to laugh. And he's like, yeah, that's what it is. I'm holding my breath. I'm like, look, I'm like, hold, I'm literally putting my hand over my mouth so that the audio, the camera doesn't pick up my laughing. There were a couple of times doing shooting Quest for Uranus where you can hear the laughter. I had to kind of, I had to kind of take the audio processor and like physically wipe out, you know, my laughing because it was just too funny, you know, seeing these yeah. things. It's like, oh, my God, okay, this is even better. Especially when we had our, our friend, you know, uh, Lauren join us. We were all shooting together. That was a great time because we're all pals. And she's a great giggler, great laugher. And the three of us together, it's like, oh, this is heaven. Because oh, watching yeah. her perform and, like, egging her on, it's like – and then she's laughing. She's, like, breaking up between takes, too. It's like that's the most fun when everyone's yeah. just goofing around, having fun. Or, oh, yeah. Just, and that that's what makes it a joy. You know, for me, like, yeah. okay, this is why we do this because it is so fucking fun. You know, it is. It yeah, is. Yeah. Well, can you tell us a little bit about the Reaper saga? I think that one might be your longest lasting, like, for its number of movies. I, I think. I mean, this Reaper saga has just gone, you know, gone on what, what six, seven, or my, my. Uh, you know, actually, technically, only like four or five. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I mean, I guess if you count like little. Things, There's the original like... trilogy, right? And then, yes. the, then it moved. Then I thought I know he made appearances and other things. So yes. Oh, so it would go Fear the Reaper, uh, Reaper Reborn, Essence of Evil, which is about the Reaper cult. Okay. Like it, it, it yeah. Shows kind of how you know that came together. Uh, Midsummer Nightmare, the Reapers in, but it's not about him. He's he. Well, it's not even really him. It's an illusion of the Reaper. And that goes spoiler alert. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that goes into the Dwayne Jenkins story because sure. that's you know he it's it's illusion created by him basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Reaper's Revenge, and then there was a couple like the little ones, but those are kind of more lost stories from like Absence of Evil, which is like we want you and in divine intervention. You might as well call those like 
lost stories from in the absence of evil kind of i yeah. mean they connect definitely but they're yeah. more kind of side stories yeah damn it keith now you've told me all about your films now i don't even want to fucking watch them no, <laughs> i'm actually very interested in the reaper stuff now that oh, you, thank yeah you. i thank like you. i see i liked how it progressed i like the story i like bringing in the cold aspect um because i remember when we did a show i think we were just swapping movies left and right and like you you know you guys loaded me up with everything i'm like i wish i had more movies to give you i've only got three but <laughs> Um, you know, it was just really great. And to sit there and watch them like and see how it progressed. That's one thing I really liked about it. It was what I admired so much is the passion behind it. Like some of the stuff is shot on video, like VHS video camera. And I just thought, okay, I, I see the passion immediately behind it. Between what you and Robert do are very different audiences, different than what I do, but it that's irrelevant. You know, we're we're all indie filmmakers who film what we like, you know, and we're all supportive of one another, you know, which is what was great. But I love the passion you guys bring to your to your movies. You know, I really appreciate that. Well, that's one thing I really kind of wanted to do. I mean, I know you wanted to do like the thing with all the casting. I kind of wanted to do something where each of the groups would take, you know, maybe like 20 minutes and do a, a a story that would continue through all three, but in their own particular way. That's you know really, I love that. That's like a MacGuffin that goes through each story. Yeah. And it connects them, but you would see, okay, this is a typical Cyclops, you know, story. Sure. Right. This is a typical legacy verse story. This is a typical rack story. <laughs> and, and nice how, rack. You know, yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> but that, that, you know, how, how it would change and complete, Home. For um, for rack for rack, it would just be girls, busty girls dancing in little, very little clothing. That would be the story. They would just dance around and escaping from the show reaper. That shit for ninety minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's man. Right. Where do I get my ticket? That's right. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Although yeah. I'm surprised um, Janet Jay doesn't do more with acting. You know, I think she's so good. Um, she is, and she's so she crazy is. pretty. You know, uh, and yeah, I know. Um, She's so busy with the mummy and the monkey, you know, doing those things like that. But I would love to see her more. Uh, so when we when we get together, we do something. I'm definitely going to ask her if she'd like to be in one in a scene oh, from the yeah. new one because I'm doing the uh, uh, inappropriate stories for children. Um, oh yeah. Could, yeah, yeah. So I'd love to to bring her in in some way, yeah. shape, or form. You know, because um, she's so good. You know what she does, and she's funny, and uh, she's just she's just a charming person. And her and her husband the same way. They're just he's funny. I mean, you know the the mummy, uh, the monkey character. Um, they're both yeah, just yeah. such nice people, you know. And that's I, I love that they are carrying on that horror host tradition. You know, we're all from the generally the same area. We know the same people. We grew up watching Superhost and Big Chuck and Little John and Hula oh, yeah. Big Chuck and you know all all those and the Ghoul. You know, so it, it's just kind of nice. Ghoul. Yeah. You know, exactly. Right. Right. Um, all right, Keith. So you you did share a great story about about the, the scene where you didn't get permission, but you must have a few crazy stories about things that have happened on set aside from that. So can you share like maybe the most outrageous uh, scene or a thing that happened while you guys were shooting? <laughs> um, well, uh, let's see. OK, OK. Uh, there is a. Um... God, I don't want to ruin it, but there's a. Uh... Okay, if it's going to ruin it, 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 we can. I, we can I don't want to ruin. I we... don't want to ruin Oriana, so let me go yeah, back. Yeah. Okay. To All right. Here. 
Okay. So back in 2005, I made a movie called Dead Evolution. It was a zombie movie. And um, we were filming this scene where uh, Rico was a zombie and he was attacking somebody in a van, basically. Actually, I think there were two zombies and they attacked somebody in a van. Rick, actually. So we... Uh, they're you know they're all done up they're walking along the side of this road or whatever and me and rick hop in the van because i want to do a shot where it's like you know driving as you're seeing them walking type of thing so as we circle around to do this all of a sudden cops pull up and i guess somebody had driven by and seen rico and them all bloodied and everything and called the cops because they thought somebody had gotten attacked or something <laughs> <Nice>. like that <laughs> So I'm like, oh, shit, you know, and, and everything. So we pull up and I'm thinking, oh, crap, we're all going to get arrested and everything. And the cop hops out and he recognized Rico. He's like, Rico, are you out here making movies again and stuff? And he's like, yeah, you know, and everything. <laughs> and, and you know, we just explained it was that typical thing. Oh, let us know what's happening next time. And as he's pulling away, I film it and I wind up putting it in the movie. You know, like, like, and in the preview. So you see that cop kind of doing that U-turn or whatever, and I slowed it down and put it in the movie. Nice. Yeah, I mean, nice. where else are you going to get a cop car, you know, in your movie for not paying? For, for nothing, right. For exactly. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like you, you, you find places to shoot found it's like almost like found footage like no no you go to existing locations you don't build a set and if you get something that happens happens on film uh you use it like i think what was happening i was down shooting for monster party beach or something and a police boat like drove by like just was like i'm like oh what i gotta shoot this Do I oh, gotta yeah. sh because hey i could use that for something you never know you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, kind of like that scene in Ed Wood when they're in the editing room, and you know, and oh, the military get called in and it scares all the cows. Strange, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the octopus. They'll be in my <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Oh, um, what's your creative process like? From like, how do you come up with the ideas for your movies? Like, how does how does that whole creative process work for you? A lot of it, it comes from certain images in your head. It, it either comes from certain images or it comes from what if, asking what if. Like, uh, we'll do what if first here. Um, this what, what, if, what if Montag were a love god surrounded by a whole bevy of beauties? Yes. What if? Yeah. That, but, that answer, you know, I always hear that. <laughs> what delusion. Exactly. Yeah. Delusion. That's what it is. Delusion. Fuck. <laughs> Go ahead, Keith. So safe place, you know, it was kind of that idea of, okay, once again, zombie movie. What if, like, when Ben and Barbara go to the house of Night of the Living Dead, in the basement, instead of Harry Cooper and all them, you have some freaking, like, leather-faced type killer hiding down there. And that was from that little seed the movie came basically like what what would happen there if all of a sudden not only did you have to worry about zombies outside the house now you got a killer running around in the house so yeah you're like doubly that. fucked no that's you're doubly great. fucked right now, oh, now on the other end of things uh oriana uh was inspired by just kind of it was going to be a music video eventually or uh, originally i'm sorry 
where you know this guy was house sitting this uh, apartment or wherever and he started having dreams of this woman and and you know he went out to the backyard and dug up her head and and you know killed the person that came back to that you know set him up with the apartment and stuff and took her head and walked out into the night that originally was the idea for that and it was going to actually be a music video i was going to put it to uh uh the association never my love you know that, 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 yeah that, right right that. yeah so um that was originally what the idea was and then okay. it got stretched out into a 30 minute story because there was this contest and uh we actually ended up doing we forgot for it because oriana wasn't done script uh and it ended pretty much about halfway through the movie like like something happens halfway through the movie and that pretty much was where it was going to end um but then uh i found out there was going to be another contest for a feature and all of a sudden it's like oh well fuck now i gotta now i gotta write more to this here and i ended up overwriting and it ended up being like over an hour and a half like it was only originally supposed to be over an hour so i like but then you know i kind of had to have it play out you know i was like okay well I brought these characters in early. Now I got to bring them back and, you know, have them have a bigger role in things and, you know, bring this character back and, and extend the fate of one character to much later in the movie. But uh, it was just, you know, playing with things basically. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. So what motivates you to continue making indie movies? I think it's just that passion, you know, because I'll be honest with you, there are, there are a lot of times where I'm just like, screw it, I'm done, so I'm going to make... Yeah, it wasn't too content. long ago, I remember I remember you taking a break, I remember hearing from, <sighs> from you guys, like, you were done for, with movies, and I was like, oh, man, I get Dude, it, but, but there was a lot of things going on, but I'm so glad that you came back to it, I really am. It was getting, you know, I think what needed to happen is we needed to get certain elements out and and maybe that kind of helped me do that because those elements aren't there anymore and i'm so happy about it (laughs) you know right and so once once those stressful elements are out of the picture it's like okay let's get back to what we were doing you know let's get back to having fun with this and it's like when you get all that stress put on you Mm -hmm. you know it's just like like, dude, I just want to have fun and tell stories and, and you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want the weight of all this, you know, responsibility on me, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, and I'm sure you can relate, you know? Yeah, I've gone through, uh, like, I want to do another movie, but <clears throat> it takes so long to do, as you know, like, Quest for Uranus took me a year of work, like, like almost every day, like between writing and casting and directing, shooting, editing. I mean, editing alone was over $300. And it's like, it's like, it's just hard to find that time. And then now with everyone's schedules and everyone's lives, logistically, that's why it worked out where I could have one or two people show up instead of like eight or nine, because there's no way I'm going to get nine people's schedules to show up. You know, you're not paying people to show up, so they're just not going to be able yeah. to. So it's, it becomes really, really difficult and challenging to shoot uh, to shoot an indie movie. So I, I totally get it. Um, yeah. I'd love to, you know, but I think 
if when I do inappropriate stories for children, it'll probably have to be something similar. Like, okay, uh, we get someone who can show up and we can shoot all that person's scenes the best we can or, or something like that, you know, and just make it fit. Um, just yeah. because that's the way of doing it. It's just easier. You know, had I won the lottery, we wouldn't have to worry about that. I'd just say, Hey, oh, here's, yeah. here's, here's five grand for a week. You want to show up and work, you know? So oh, it'd be beautiful. It would be. So <laughs> uh, we're going to ask, um, just kind of some one-off questions here. This could be all kinds of oddball, interesting questions here for you. Um, right. Okay. Uh, who's your favorite cartoon character? Scooby-Doo. Nice. I love Scooby-Doo, man. I know Chop's I a big it. fan too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I even love the 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 rip off, all the rip off shows they did, like Clue Club and Josie and the Pussycats, Jabberjaws, the Dino Butt, and all that crap. Man. Yeah, it's uh, nothing. There's nothing like those uh, '70s cartoons, you know. Anna Barbera. Anna Barbera rocked. Um, yeah, totally, totally. And uh, I think Scooby Doo is one that we could get baked and enjoy. You know, oh, yeah. yeah, that would be awesome. Like, My... Hey, man, check this out from Heavy Metal. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, man, we're going <laughs> to. Oh, man, Velma. Oh, Velma's looking good. Um, what is your favorite movie snack? Oh, popcorn. Popcorn. Especially Last... movie theater popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing like it, man. I know uh... I sometimes would go just get the bucket of popcorn because you could always get a refill, you know, the free refill. Extra like... butter. That's oh, like, yeah. Sometimes that's like better than the movie. You know, the popcorn's like yes. mm. yeah. <laughs> diabetic <laughs> coma. Here I come. Oh, um, or at the very least, it enhances. Sure. It, it, right. it, like sometimes you'll sit there and watch a movie and you're like, you know what? This is stupid as fuck, but you know, it's a great popcorn movie. And, and you know, yeah, it, right. It, 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 it you makes lower it a little your expectations. More... Like, okay, that's yeah. what it is. Let's just have yeah. fun with it. Yeah. No, sure. I totally get that. Okay. If a biopic is made of your life, who would you want to play you? Oh, geez. God, a biopic of my life would be pretty damn boring. <laughs> you know? Like, I often tell people the most interesting stuff about me happens in my fucking head, you know? Um, <laughs> oh, man, let me think about that a second. Who would be? Uh, uh... Like, if he was younger, I'd say Paul Giamatti, maybe, or oh, somebody nice. like that. Okay. You know, just because of the physical, you know. And yeah, he did no. such a great job in uh, American Splendor. Yeah, as, uh, and in Harvey. Private Parts. Yeah. Yes. Well, oh, he's yes. a great actor. So, no, he's oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Giamatti, if you'd like to come on our show, we'd love to have you. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. That's that's very cool. Uh, who's your bucket list celebrity to meet? Bucket list celebrity to meet. And the sad thing is a lot of them are dead now. Uh, I know yeah. Romero was on there. Uh, I would love to met uh Roddy Piper. Um, let's see who else. I wouldn't mind meeting Tony Todd. Yeah, yeah, he'd be cool. I That'd wouldn't mind cool. meeting That'd Tony be... Todd. Yeah, or I definitely Robert want him to. Yeah, I definitely want Tony Todd to sign, you know, some kind of Candyman thing. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, what would you tell your childhood self about being a movie producer? You know what? I would tell my childhood self, um, take college more serious, younger, you know, go for it. Don't let anything stand your way. Go for it. There's a you reason know? we're born with two middle fingers. So go for it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> nice. don't let the things that you let 
stop you, stop you, you know, okay. That's or great. hinder you. Excellent. Excellent. We've only got a few more questions to go. We're winding down, winding down. So okay. we're all fans of something. Uh, what is your favorite piece of movie memorabilia? The movie memorabilia. You know, I mean, I really wouldn't mind having Indiana Jones' whip. Okay. Do you have something in your possession, like something you the, own? Oh, do I have? Well, yeah, any 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 movie like something autographed, but Indiana Jones's whip would be cool. But do you own some kind of piece of memorabilia? Like this is my favorite. This is my favorite autograph. This is my favorite signed this or something that you got from someone or something like that. Do you have a, a favorite piece of memorabilia? I lost it, but you know what? I had an autograph signed from Bill Hinsman or Bill Heinsman, how you pronounce it. Okay, nice. The cemetery zombie from the original Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. That would have been it. Because he was such a nice dude, man. He was so great. Like, had no pretensions about, like, he even was dressed as the cemetery zombie. Oh, nice, nice. And, like, took pictures. and Oh, it was great. Like, you could tell he just had a blast talking to fans and everything. Yeah, that's what makes it awesome those those moments because it's a it's a dicey proposition to meet meet someone who's like a hero kind of thing because you never know if they're going to be nice or they can be a dick um but but it's so wonderful when they appreciate you know fans and they just want to like hang out with them i I love that you know yeah because i you know i was and i'm still a big fan of tom savini Mm -hmm. kind of a dick he can be life. you know he, he really yeah, can nah. be it depends on the day man i think you catch him on a bad mood and he's like eh, you know <laughs> uh, oh yeah 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 i don't i don't get it man um yeah yeah i know kane hotter um, same way really okay yeah oh, yeah yeah oh i know when when chop and i went to go uh to uh the uh cinema wasteland for the uh 20th anniversary of texas chainsaw massacre 2 i was there Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, TCM two. I was there when they did the the big chainsaw. Oh, yeah, two thousand six. Yeah, because they had the cast. Like, everyone except for Dennis Hopper. You know, Caroline Williams, uh, Tom Savini was there. Bill Mosley, um, and uh, Leatherface. Bill, because uh, our friend Bloodletter, we were there. And we we met Bill no Bill Johnson it was Bill Johnson he's Leatherface, and then and then LG was. Um, because I had I had him sign it to Mark. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> this is a great deadline. You know, he said yeah, he'd never yeah, signed it. Yeah, he goes, yeah. oh, the no one's ever asked me. Ever. No yeah. one's yeah, no one's ever asked me to sign that. And he's like, you know, he was just awesome. But they were all so very nice. You know, and that's what made it great. Um, so, okay, uh, Keith, when you're not making movies, what kinds of things do you do for fun? Um, you know, I'm a big comic book fan. Uh, so, you know, I love going to comic book stores and, you know, flipping through dollar 50 cent boxes and, you know, trying to complete my little runs there. Uh, I collect the, um, the Marvel Legends and, uh, I got a man thing right oh, here. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just love buying stuff, books and, and trade paperbacks and, you know, toys and all kinds of other things. 
you're keeping That's the really kid spirit alive. Yeah. I totally get it, man. Um, so what are you watching uh, on streaming services? Netflix, Prime, Hulu, Disney, anything good? You know what? The last thing I watched on Disney uh, was the Werewolf by Night special. That was fun. Which, uh, oh, man. Yeah, and, I like it. Once again, that's why it's drug yeah. out Man-Thing, because I mean, yeah. they did such a great job with Man-Thing. Yeah, and that I was, was a really surprise. Like, I hope they do more. I really want to see these characters more. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, they got a Dracula, a Frankenstein... What the living mummy? Uh, yeah. Oh, they got all these yeah. different horror characters that they could yeah. bust out. Son of Satan. Yeah, Man Wolf. Yeah, yeah. I'd love, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah, and I I want to see a new version of Ghost Rider. I I love the Ghost Riders. So. Nice. Oh yeah. yeah, all that stuff's great. That's great. I even sat through those shitty Nicolas Cage movies because <laughs> fucking Ghost Rider, you know. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I was going to make love to the Constitution and turn my head into flame. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you got to admit, when he was Ghost Rider, he looked badass. Oh, Especially yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. it's it's oh. Rage and Cajun, man. Nick, you know, it's like, you, yeah, yeah, you got to know what you're going to get with Nick Cage, you know? Absolutely. All right, Keith, our, our last official question here. Okay. What's the one thing almost no one knows about you? That Keith isn't my first name. Oh, that. <laughs> I did not know that. I've always called uh, you Keith. Uh, yeah. Nice. Okay. Keith is my middle name. Oh, wonderful. Wow. Okay, so um, why the change? We're gonna name this. We're gonna name this show. Uh, we're interview with John Doe, right? That's so right. Gonna... Hey, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, do you uh, just because... not like your first name, or um... no, I, not really? Not okay. Really. I mean, when you got picked on a lot in high school and in uh, school, it's like, yeah. yeah. Well, my mom was one of those. Oh, I'm gonna name you this unique name because she was a former hippie and okay. You know, you weren't like Apple doorknob or something like that, right? No, like... no, 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 okay. no, no, no. <laughs> no, my first name is Nyland. Oh, okay. Nyland Keith Munden. Yeah. All right, it's Keith. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. I was that. gonna say I was gonna say Starlight, but we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. That's nice. Um, yeah. Well, Keith, uh, I want to thank you for taking the time to be on Heavy Metal Horror and and spending some time with us today and letting us to get to know you a little bit better. And um, so you said you're editing a new movie. So what yeah. other projects do you have uh, in the coming year? Well, filming we kind of got stymied at the end because I was going to try to uh, we had to recast Perusa, the witch from Saga. and we thought we had somebody but we filmed the scene with her and then she had to drop out because of health issues and mm-hmm. that kind of threw a wrench into everything sure. that and, and the haunt season like, yeah. well, Chop Top's life. not too far from you you know he, he could probably play the witch <laughs> there so. you go there you go but um, just give me an artificial rack and everything, and a witch's hat and shit. I'll I'll do it for you. We'll give Robert. Robert a call I'd like to see that shop. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my sock? Yeah. My chop sock. <laughs> well, we got three movies that are um, they're they're done. They just got to be edited. Darkness okay. Within is what I'm working on right now, and it's a Luna Peter saga story. Mm-hmm. Graduation Day, which is basically the follow up to darkness within 
Like, like it basically something gets revealed, the darkness within, and graduation day deals with the fallout from that. Okay, nice. Like scars being opened, basically. Um, and then the third one, and it's the longest one that's been sitting there, uh, Unknown Journeys 2. Okay. Which is going to be funny as hell. It just unfortunately, more important movies have just kept bumping it back, bumping it back, bumping yeah, it back. Yeah, I get back. it. I get it. Everybody wanted to see Oriana and everybody wanted to see Nice Guy finish his last and, and some of these other ones. Sure. Which that's a fun one because that's a, like somebody, uh, considered it a, a cross between maniac and dawn of the dead oh okay so there you go i yeah. like that that's good that's good yeah yeah we we gotta as this plague winds down we gotta get together we gotta do something we'll talk with robert it would be lo- lovely to do something and i i oh, absolutely. I, I started writing the script for the uh the main movie for the um the inappropriate stories for children just to see like you know, because you always doubt yourself. I think going into a creative project, like, can I do this again? Can I? Can I do whatever it is? And then it kind of started flowing. I'm like, oh, okay. For me, it's yeah, helpful. Like, I can do, yeah. Yeah. Once I know who's playing it, that's also very helpful because I yeah. per, I project someone for certain parts because I know them and I know how they how they can deliver lines. So I want to give them oh, yeah. lines that they can deliver well. You know. Oh sure. But, sure. Um, yeah. So anyway, we always asked our guests, Keith, uh, to, if they would give us a bumper. You, know, you could say something like, "This is Keith Munden of Legacyverse Productions, and you're watching and listening to heavy metal horror." Could you do something like that for us? Yeah, yeah. All right, okay. I'll let you go. Hey, this is uh, Keith Munden from Legacyverse Productions, and um, you are listening and watching uh, heavy metal horror. So, uh, rock on! Excellent, excellent. Thank you. Yeah, this has been a blast. It's good seeing you, by the way. It's oh, been yeah, a couple years. I think the last nice time. Meeting you, Chop Top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great meeting you, Keith. Uh, and Hell thank yeah. you for being on our show. Really, yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah, it, we got to get together when we do Chop. You're right in the vicinity. So we got to get together to watch these movies. They're, they're fun. They're schlocky. Um, yeah. That's what I like about it. I mean, the passion's there. You know, the budget isn't there, but you don't, it's, a, it's irrelevant. You know, yeah. it's like, I like that because you, when you don't have money, you kind of make do without. You know, yeah, and let's you don't... get baked and have a legacy fest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good to me. right. We'll watch. We'll also watch Quest for Uranus. You know, well, hey, why not? You know, oh. um, yeah, definitely get baked. <laughs> <a double> feature, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's the best way to watch those movies. Uh, I remember someone hey. who I someone I met. Um, I didn't know this person, but he recognized me. He was at a gas station. He's like, "Hey, aren't you the guy who did Monster Party Beach?" I'm like, "What the fuck?" He's like, yeah, my friends and I watch it. We turn it into a drinking game. I'm like, excellent. That's nice. He goes, yeah, every time someone looks at their script, we take a drink. I'm like, oh, my God, you guys must be <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> there are scenes you can see the script like right in front of them, you know. Uh, no, 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 that's, that's awesome. That's great. You have but, to do that sometimes with people. That's like, fine. I've had, you know? I've had to have the script like right off camera. With yeah, the, no, there. Because... Yeah, there were times where I had a post for Quest for Uranus where they were because they were looking into the into the direction, and I just had it taped onto a, a pole, you know, like a little lamp. They could just read it. I'm like, that's fine. You don't have to memorize it. Don't pressure me. I'm a professional. I did mine right from the fucking page and memorized. <laughs> it. Oh. That's right. Well, I tend to write these horrible like expositiony like paragraphs and. I know Rick like hates it, but unfortunately his character is kind of exposition guy, you know. Right. So he comes in and 
kind of explain sometimes what's going on behind the scenes and and so he gets these horrible paragraphs that he's just like uh you know <laughs> and then Rico who will memorize and memorize and memorize he's like Tim Roth and Reservoir Dogs yeah you know in fact he even uses that as his comparison where he'll sit there and just go over the script over and over and over again until he has it perfectly, you know? I don't even do that when I write the thing. You know? <laughs> it's like one and done. <laughs> he does, man. though. He is, he is so worried about getting it right. Getting it right, you oh, know? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Chop can attest, like, I have a no-pressure situation. It's like, we do oh, one oh, line yeah. or two lines at a time. It's like, look, we're having fun. Oh, you know? yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. I and, never and, get uh, mad about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it was just times... hard enough getting through with 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 Montag because I'm like we, we couldn't really look at each other because we're just going to bust out laughing. Exactly. Very... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I just I I was just so grateful to be able to shoot a movie with Chop. Like we've been friends for such a long time to share that share that moment was wonderful. You know, to be able to have that experience. You know, so. But yeah. anyway, we're going to do our commercial. And we're going to get out of here. All right, Keith. So, hey, you can find Heavy Metal Horror on UnsaneRadio.com. Listen to full episodes or download to your device. You can find us on Facebook, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. On Instagram, look for Montag Lewis, one word. Our YouTube page, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. If you're watching, that's where you're at. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe buttons. And we're now on Roku, Hotel Metal Jam. If you know someone who'd like our show, tell them about us. This has been Montag, Master of Illusion. And Chop Top. And you've been watching. And listening to, all right, Keith, bring up the horns. Heavy metal horror. This is Doug Helbring, and you have been listening to Heavy Metal Horror, the best podcast that you've never heard before.